the ones that really know the industry know that the private companies are a good place for investment because they weren't experiencing that frothy buildup of their prices. And so I think the key thing that they'll be looking for in their search for new investors is investors with experience and patience. And those will be the only ones I think that are going to play in the market right now. This is a good time to try to find those. It's not easy, but they're there. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on Raising Cannabis Capital, we have a very interesting show with our guest Trent Sutton from Full Velocity Consulting. Trent, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate your talking to me. Well, I know you don't do very many interviews, so I really appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, it's an exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Let's jump right into it. Most entrepreneurs experience this dilemma. They need a high-profile or high-level executive to get their company to the next level, but they can't afford them until they get to the next level experienced chief financial officers and chief operating officers and chief compliance officers, they're really expensive. And a lot of times they require employment packages that include equity. And from reading your website and from learning about your company, Full Velocity Consulting has figured out a solution to this problem. And and it's just going to sound dumb, but when I was thinking about it, it reminds me of fractional private jet ownership. So instead of paying for all the expenses of owning a jet, you just pay to fly. Is that a kind of a fair comparison to what you're doing? Oh, it's it's absolutely a fair comparison. You, you might even equate it to Uber. You know, you, you don't have to own a car. You know, when you need yeah. the car, it comes to you. That's exactly what we do. We find that so many clients in the early stage, and we really focus on the early stage of development, As you said, they just don't have the budget. Even if they did, if they hired one high-priced full-time executive that had a specialty, let's say the chief financial officer, that chief financial officer may not also be the one that is best at the HR side of the business or the operations side of the business, the compliance side of the business. So we've put together a organization that has a deep bench of people with lots of experience in the various areas. And we can pull into any given situation the type of skills that are necessary to make that company successful, to really help them scale at a time that they don't want to have five executives. They can have a whole team of five, but for the price of one. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes so much sense, especially now with the current crisis that we've all been experiencing, it's forcing businesses to sort of rethink how they're running their business and making some cuts. And I think you're perfectly positioned right now for the services that you're offering for these type of companies that, you know, they needed to make some changes or put things on pause, but they really don't. They can just fractionally own a CFO from full velocity. Yeah, exactly. We have been amazingly busy during the pandemic. The microphone and and the Zoom conferences are really been very effective for us. And we've been able to actually do a little bit of traveling when we have 
actually some clients that are considered essential that are producing equipment and materials for the pandemic. So we do end up doing some traveling, but very often we can do a lot of the work that we do remotely. As a CFO that's on a fractional basis, I can get into a situation and I can realize that certain other aspects of their business, maybe even just all the way down to the controllership level or the bookkeeping level, really needs to be tightened up. And I can pull in from our bench people that have the skills at a lower price point than a CFO. Mm -hmm. So we can really blend the cost structure for our clients. That's obviously particularly important today when costs just really have to be controlled because the fundraising market is uncertain at the moment. And so is the sales market. So companies I'm finding are wanting to really just hunker down, shore up their internal procedures, make sure that their cost structure is at a minimum, but still having the ability to to perform day-to-day business. Yeah, I think that's a really nice service because I don't want my CFO making entries into my general ledger. It's nice that you you have other people within your team that are at a lower rate. You know, I, I always, always hesitant to outsource because, you know, I guess as an entrepreneur, I was just overly optimistic. And I just said, well, eventually I'm going to need this person. So let's just hire him now, bite the bullet, as opposed to dealing with some sort of transition. But, you know, I'm reading your website. You help these companies when they're ready to bring on a, a full-time person. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the long-term goal is to replace ourselves. So we go in knowing that we are not going to be the long-term solution when they get to a certain point that they need a full-time staff or several full-time C-level people, perhaps. But sometimes that could be a year, could be two years. It might only be three months. I mean, I'm working with a particular client right now that's incredibly exciting, and they've just needed so much to clean themselves up to be ready for investors we were parachuting in the Italian paratroopers to uh, just to get the right people in the right positions. And now we're replacing ourselves in each of those positions so that they didn't have to figure out who was the right one. We could drop in, we could get each of the roles done, the right people in the right seat on the bus, and then we replace each of those along the way. And it's quite possible in, in that scenario that they may not be ready for a full-time CFO and I'll probably stay on 15 to 20 hours a month overseeing the entire operation after we replace those people in the more cost-effective seats. We started talking about raising capital, and the name of the show is Raising Cannabis Capital. It sounds to me like that's one of the roles that you guys play, is helping companies raise capital. Absolutely. And helping them raise capital, helping them be in a clean position in their books, being a company that has financial discipline, even more so now, but it really has always been the case that sophisticated investors really want to know who's protecting the house. And to them, the house is their money. Mm -hmm. And so the need for a really serious approach to finance and accounting goes beyond just the internal need. It also goes to the way you relate with your investors and whether or not they even choose to work with you. Yeah. I I suspect that investors, it probably makes them happy because they're used to working with your caliber of people. I would actually go a step further and say it's 
pretty much the, the cost of entry. I literally had two meetings in, in the last two months in which my clients were told that we're not going to proceed unless you have a CFO in place. And they were happy to see that for the size of company that they had, they may have been able to afford a controller and slap the CFO title on them. But by doing a fractional approach to it, they're actually able to get someone with real experience in their industry that then shows the investors that, hey, th these guys are serious about this. They, mm. They're going to take care of the financial side of the house. Uh, yeah, I think that's huge. Are you recommending that they make post-COVID adjustments to their fundraising strategies? Well, I think the answer is absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and I say that tentatively because even as I talk to you know, other fractional CFOs, but also people in private equity, in investment banking, it has definitely slowed down. It's it slowed down a lot. What we are seeing is that the valuations that people were talking about pre-COVID-19, I hear investors and I even hear management teams realizing that, well, if we want that valuation, we're going to have to wait a little bit. Or they're assessing, am I willing to take a little bit lower valuation right now because of the severity of this environment? Investors in, in many cases are jumpy. At the same time, as companies get larger and they're looking more toward fund type investors as opposed to early stage angels, the fund type investors, they're sitting on some money and they're a lot more knowledgeable of the industry. And they understood that there's going to be a rollback because if you look at things like the Canadian stocks, that the market was just frothing and you had to look at it. The sophisticated investors could look at it and go, this is overblown. But the ones that really know the industry know that the private companies are a good place for investment because they weren't experiencing that frothy buildup of their prices. Mm. And so I think the key thing that they'll be looking for in their search for new investors is investors with experience and patience. And okay. those will be the only ones I think that are going to play in the market right now. This is a good time to try to find those. It's not easy, but they're there. Yeah. And those investors that really know the industry can look at this like this is a value time for them to invest because they know that valuations are going to be a little bit lower. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. You know, if you're out there right now and you're thinking, well, I've been going to put this thing on hold for a little bit longer, maybe it's time to rethink that strategy. And if you want to reach out to Trent Sutton at full velocity, we'll have all his contact information in the show notes or at mjbulls.com. Trent, I appreciate you being on the show today. This is really enlightening. Well, thank you very much. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who abused cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, 
Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.